On this episode, I bring a barber into the balance room. Eric Seat says he is not just a drummer. And my tear of the week involves Denzel Washington and August Wilson. Don't worry, you can thank me later. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to episode 29 of the Balance Room Music Podcast. I'm your host, musician and producer Ingrid Wood, W-O-O-D-E. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play for you to subscribe to. That way you don't have to wonder when is a new episode coming out. You just get an automatic one automatic notification letting you know I've uploaded something new. Um, oh, and of course you can always find this podcast, all these episodes on the website thebalanceroom.com now this episode episode 29 is the first episode of the new year so happy new year to everybody well i guess i mean it's a podcast so you could be listening to this in like the year 2021 but (laughs) either way happy new year i'm bringing a new guest into this episode and i think that this guest and what this this podcast i think is this episode right here i think it's gonna be great it's perfect timing my, my words aren't coming out the best, but I think it's perfect timing uh, because I think a lot of people assume that the beginning of it, that a new year is just super positive for everybody. You know, it's a lot of New Year's resolutions being thrown around. It's a lot of gym memberships that are <laughs> being opened. Um, but I think it can also be a time um, that's not so positive for people when when you know when when one year is about to end and another a new year is approaching and you look back at the year and you're just like it just didn't go the way that you had planned um and maybe even the years leading up to this new year and you're just wondering maybe this new year is the year I should just it, it should just be done that I've given a great effort but things just aren't turning out the way that I would have hoped um, and maybe this is the year I should just lay this dream to rest. And so I think that, that this episode is great for both people. I think it's great for the person who's super positive, And I think it's great for the person who is questioning the validity of the, their journey thus far. All right. So like I said, I have a new guest that I am bringing into the balance room. So I'm just I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. Cornelius J. Bell. Go by Corn the Barber. Been a licensed professional barber since 2003. Been cutting hair for 20, see my nephew's 26. Been cutting hair for 24 years. Love what I do. Um, It is challenging at times. It is always different. You get to meet many interesting people and hear many, many stories. Now, I know some of you all are like... um, a barber in a, in a music podcast <laughs> and for for my my regular listeners it probably makes sense to you but for my new listeners I yes I am a musician and and I share parts of my journey and I when I bring guests in here I do like to bring in musicians but I also like to bring bring in entrepreneurs in different industries outside of what's considered to be mu- music industry or, or musician because I, I think for one thing across the board there's creativity involved no matter what industry you are in 
there's creativity to to make the, the greatest of things from the least of things, which is usually how you're starting out. It takes creativity to um, to create commerce from something that you love or like to do. There's creativity in solving problems, which is a lot of times what uh, most of your time is spent on. So there's that aspect of it. I, and I think it's, it's great to get outside of your own bubble. It's great to, to talk to people in your industry but it's great to talk to people outside of your industry because there's things that, for instance, may be standard in the barber industry that's just every day for them that I may not have even thought about doing or using, um, but could be beneficial to me in, in my business. And last thing, I, I just think it's just a lot of things are just relative, like patience and persistence and dealing with rejection it's just, it's relative no matter what field you are in. So that's why I think Corner Barber is just, he's a great example of this. Um, and I'm really excited for you all to hear the conversation that we, uh, that we have. And, you know, just to tell you really briefly how I came across Corn, how I know Corn, like a, a couple summers ago, summer 2014, I had long hair. I decided to cut all cut all my hair off. Not all off. Like it wasn't a buzz cut or anything like that. But I decided to cut my hair off like a short curly pixie cut. And went to the hairdresser. And she did a great job. But then my hair became like my own art project. And I would go in and I would say, I like this on this hairstyle. And I like how this hair do, And I want this. And I asked my hairdresser to do something one time. And it required the clippers. She was great with the scissors. She was not great with the clippers and it turned out not so great. And <laughs> I wasn't tripping. I wasn't mad. She didn't charge me that much for that incident probably because she knew it, it it looked it didn't turn out well. And and also I wasn't tripping because it's hair and it'll it'll grow back. So uh in the couple weeks <laughs> that I was letting my hair kind of grow back from what she jacked up, I was looking for a barber who I somebody knew who would be good with the clippers and I knew that corn had done some people that I knew. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, I like your work, but I just wanna make can you make make sure that it looks feminine? He's like, I got you. So I would go to my hairdresser <laughs> to deal with the the semi longer parts of my hair and I would go to corn so that he would put the icing on the cake and execute, you know, the, the, the really, really, really short parts and make sure that they look good. But from the very first time that I sat in his chair, I would always be excited because every time we would talk about business stuff and he the very first time I sat and he was like, you know, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm a musician and and from there on, from then on, like we would just talk about business and it wouldn't be conversation. It wouldn't go like you should do this and you need to do it would be like, hey, this app right here. I use this for this. It may be something that that you want to try out. And if you don't like that, they have another app that sort of does something similar, but it's a little different. It would be those type of conversations. But from the moment I sat into the chair to to the time I got out to, to the time I was walking out of the door, we would be talking about business stuff and I love talking about that type of stuff obviously but I'm very selective (laughs) with who I talk about that stuff with because a lot of people are just talkers but corn you know he was he had evidence is the right word but it's the wrong word because it's very sterile but he had proof he had proof (laughs) uh proven to put in that what he was saying it, it was valid but that's how <laughs> that's how I, I came to to meet Corn. And this conversation uh, that I that I have with Corn is one of my favorite guests thus far. 
inside of the balance room because, um, you know, he was just able to come to my studio. I pulled out the mics and we just sat and we talked like sometimes how, how it normally can be when I, when I have conversations with people and they're in different time zones and different countries, I was able to really just sit down and, and get comfortable and have a conversation with corn. So I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation. So let's go ahead and step into the balance room. I want to hear the pop can. <laughs> Seven up story. All right. In life, everyone goes through trials and tribulation. But people and things happen in your life for a season and a reason. Example, working at Time Warner Cable, going in and out of unique homes, dirty, clean, nasty, um, dealing with difficult people, getting fired from them not once but twice. Let me know that through adversity or being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable makes you a better person. So by me getting fired twice, I could have just curled up and just never put the effort into going full time as a barber. Gave me the outlook to say, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? It's like listening to Steve Harvey. He says, uh, in life, you're going to have to jump. You got to jump off that cliff. You got to be ready for that parachute to open. Oh, but it's not going to open as soon as you jump off that cliff. You're going to get some scrapes and some bruises because I, my child support was tearing my face off and I couldn't pay it. So I explained to, you know, my daughter's mother, like, look, I give you what I can give you, but it's going to be slow motion for a while. Credit cards kept piling up, you know, but luckily my wife, she held it down and I'm going to say probably within about six months to a year, I started to see the turnaround because, I mean, it was many days I was in the shop and it was like, you know, we was in the wild, wild west and tumbleweeds was just coming in and coming out. And I'm sitting there talking to James and he giving me different little kernels. He's shooting me customers, shooting me clients. But at first I, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But going to that hair show with like minded people that love doing what they do. Talking about, man, I've been cutting hair for 20 years. He was like, I come down here to stay on top of my game. I'm like, what? Dude, I could do that too. And this dude don't even cut as good as me. So jump off the cliff. You're going to get some broken bones. You're going to get some scrapes. You might break down and cry. But I guarantee you if, you, if you do your passion with passion, I'm telling you, people will follow you. It's not going to be right away. People are people are not going to see your vision, but I'm guaranteeing you. I'm telling you, if if you never do it, you'll always wonder what if you'll be an old man or an old lady like, man, what if I would have went ahead and worked on cars as much as I love cars? Or what if uh, I would have been a motivational speaker and stopped being scared? Or what if I was good at coaching, but never never explored how far that could have taken me or what if instead of being scared of preaching in front of people and just writing sermons in my head that I never got ordained or what if I never went to that hair show to catch on fire to be corn the barber to develop to become better to rub elbows with not only barbers but stylists platform artists the what if I'm telling you the few people in this world that do it you can't beat it. You cannot beat it. 
granted, I work for myself and I have I, I have some days that are challenging. But the difference is, is it's for my business. Think about it like this. We'll say any Fortune 500 company you go go to work for your help building their vision, your help building their dream. Why wouldn't you put your own efforts into your dream, into your vision? Makes sense to me now that I'm doing it, but my dream is growing. My dream is is changing. My dream is to inspire other people that kind of have a similar or like minds. Um, Anybody that sits in my chair that's an owner of any business, I try to set them on fire too if I can. I'm thinking about going to barber school. What's stopping you? I don't have the money. Well, what county you live in? I live in such and such county. Well, if you happen to have an address in this county, you might be able to do this, this, and this. I ain't think about that. We'll do some research on it. But when it's not easy, people don't want to do it. So when you when you do what you want to do for your passion or you put that effort into it, it's a life-changing experience. So Now, this segment, as you might assume, is called Songology. And normally uh, I have my guests, they they talk about a song that they worked on or that they're in some way, shape or form are affiliated with, whether they did the video for it or um, they engineered, whatever the case may be. Uh, <laughs> and and Corn, he, he couldn't think of one, but I asked him uh, to give me a song that, that he considered to be the soundtrack to his life. Uh, let's go with Marvin Sapp. Never would have made it because, you know, PGF put guy first. I got to put that first. Never would have made it. Never could have made it. And then I asked him, did he think that there were any similarities between the the music industry and, and the barber industry? Wow. Um, very similar, I think, because you're providing services. Anybody in any service industry, there's some similarities, uh, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a, uh, a musician, songwriter, producer, you're providing a service for a client. You're taking this singer and saying, hey, look, go in here, sing this this way. Well, I want to sing it this way. Trust me, just sing it this way one time. And then when you loop it back to them, they're like, oh, OK, I see what you're doing. That's what I was trying to tell you. Let me let me produce. I got you uh, when you sit in my chair. Oh, uh, tell me what, what you like. Oh, I like this, this and this. OK, I got you. I think in many industries, the service piece is lacking as far as when I go to McDonald's, I expect a certain level of service. When I go to Chick-fil-A, there's a whole nother level of service because the expectation has been set. Um, I read a book many years ago called Raving Fans. And in the book, it said you don't want happy customers. You want raving fans. Whatever you think their expectation is. You want to go above and beyond to take care of them. So if this is your passion, whether you're an engineer and making that every detail of the song pop in your ear and you know it's going to take you an extra 30 minutes and the client is waiting, you tell them, oh, yeah, it's going to take me about an hour. Then that gives you that extra 30 minute wiggle room that you don't even really need. And then you can exceed their expectation because their expectation was 
hey, it's going to be an hour. Cool. Let me play on my phone. And then you come out 30, 35 minutes later, like, hey, before I uh, save this on, uh, on this memory card for you, take a listen. This is where I'm at. Tell me what you think. And their, their mind is blown away. Um, I had a guy do a photo shoot for me. I was like, look, it ain't going to take no more than 30 minutes to do this photo shoot. We did the photo shoot in 27 minutes. He said, well, I was going to edit these pictures and get them to you tomorrow. But if you got another 45 minutes, I'll edit them now. He edited them in 30 minutes, put it on my uh, memory card. I handed them the cash and I was gone. Things like that, setting the bar higher and doing more than what they expect is going to blow their mind. Just like um, when you took those photos down at Hayes Porter and did the video. I don't think those barbers were expecting a 15 second video with music, their name. I'm sorry, their Instagram name featuring them. I don't think they realized how powerful it was. But if they really think about getting a video or photos, you left a positive impression above their expectation because they did not have an expectation and you blown their mind. My go-to gadget. Right now I'm on this cordless clipper thing. Cordless clippers, cordless trimmers. Example, they uh, have one clipper that I was cutting with in, in barber school. It's called a master. That clipper weighs uh, almost two pounds. But you got the cord attached to it too. So when that cord gets tangled up, it slows you down. You're detangling cords throughout the day. Well, now I have a clipper that runs off batteries. It's lighter, does just as good work. And I've always been a gadget guy. Like my wife gets on me all the time. Um, you always got a new gadget. You always got something new. Well, it's a tax write off one, but two, this is to be less wear and tear on your body with, it's just like with, um, the direction of cars right now, they're going from gas to electric or hybrid doing both. So why wouldn't I take this technology to better my business? I don't want to be Eddie in the barbershop. I don't want to be the old guy in the barbershop that all he does is that one cut or those two cuts. I want to, I'm going to be the barber that stays up on it uh, because again, I have a passion for it. whether I like that style or not, I'm going to do it. If soup bowls come back, I'm going to do the straightest soup bowl I can do. As far as gadgets right now, that's, that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is finding, um, <clears throat> the best clipper and trimmer. I, I think I have some good clippers that are cordless now. Um, I ordered that new bevel trimmer. I pre-ordered it. Um, it's like $180. But just, yeah, taking that chance. For me, that's that's my parachute opening some more. Like, okay, if I spend this $180 on this trimmer, how, one, it's a tax write-off, but What's the long term benefits? Do I now take these three trimmers off my station and now I have one that can do it and last through the whole day that's corded and or cordless? That's a win win for me. And I'll be one of the first people in the city with it. Oh, that's even more win. Oh, man, he got that trimmer. I got to find out. Come on over. Let's look at it. Come on. Let's break it down. You know, to my barber buddies that are serious about it. Why not? Come on over here. Let's do it on a Monday. I'm off. Oh, yeah. Let's do some lunch, too, because the better the better. I become, the better they become, the better they become, the better the whole industry becomes. And when we all go up on our prices, it's like, well, everybody's on the same page. But cordless is right now is, is the biggest thing for me.
we are about to get into the Ask E-Seat segment. If you have a music business or just music and or business, everything in between question for professional drummer, producer, and uh, touring musician Eric Seats, you can send your question. Well, go to the contact page. Instead of running off everything, go to the contact page on the website, thebalanceroom.com, and everything will be there. Email uh, if you want to leave a voice message and have your audio on the podcast. And you are, of course, more than welcome to ask your question on any of the social media platforms. But um, go to that contact page on thebalanceroom.com and you will have all the information that you need to send your questions in for Eric Seats to answer. What's good, Balance Room? It is your dude, Eric Seats. Shout out to Ingrid Wood, my sis in music. My question for today, and it reads, quote, many know you as a drummer, but how did you get into producing, unquote, end quote. Okay, that yeah, that's true. But what's funny is, yeah, it's always been like two to three different kind of worlds for me because I... Uh, music is this thing and then there was other things that I was into that uh, people didn't know I did music so the drumming and producing thing the the producing I've been doing it as a kid the whole time you, you know just of course the equipment has changed over years but um, at first I, I remember using like a Casio keyboard to program the drums or the uh, in some kind of way I was always you know making making a track you know um, I wouldn't even call it the tracks then. I'm not sure where we were, you know, just making music. But so, yeah, that that has always been there. We had already, you know, my partner and I, um, I well, was in a couple production teams. Um, we had always been doing it while we were touring and playing with a lot of these artists. So doing both, we were kind of creeping. OK, yeah, letting people hear, you know, the production that we were doing um, so, you know, that it could quote you know be heard so to speak so that's how that happened yeah but um that that getting into it we were just ready we had material already recorded so by the time i got to meet timbaland um rapture and i had a a, a vault full of tracks for him to hear and he immediately loved them so and and that's how that happened but yeah the drumming i, I love to, to do both i don't favor one more than the other they both had their own place in my heart um so I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't hit me back and I will continue to elaborate on that. But shout out to Ingrid once again in Balance Room. Much love to you. Peace seats and I'm out. I'm out, I'm out. All right. I'm about to share my tear of the week. I don't have a, a theme song for this segment like I've created for the other segments. I need to probably get on that. But um, my tear of the week, it's a science. Tear is a scientific term. Uh, you tear balance back to zero kind of, you know, so this is something that just gives me balance. My tear of the week for this episode is the movie that just recently came out called Fences. It's directed by Denzel Washington, but the screenplay was written by August Wilson. And, um, you know, it's been a stage play for, for a while. Um, but I, I think this movie itself was really cool. Um, one for the fact of, I think personally, I think it will be hard to take something that is well known as a really great stage play and to figure out how to translate that into, you know, a movie theater type of setting. And Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington did a really great job of that. So I think that's really cool. And, um, the other aspect I think is the fact that, you know, August Wilson put this out in 19, the early 1980s. 
the setting of the story is from the 1950s. But the thing that I think is is crazy and unique at the same time is that the dynamic of these roles um, in this play or in this movie, whatever you want to call it, is very real today. I see it all the time. I see it every day, these roles. And um, but yeah, it was just it was a really great movie. So I recommend, depending on when you listen to this, to go either go see it or to, um, you know, to buy it. So um, that's my tear of the week. All right, I want to try to do something a little bit different for this episode. Whenever I bring a guest into the balance room, I typically separate our conversation into two different episodes, into two parts, which I'm still going to do, where the first part of the conversation, it has the segments and, you know, all that. And the second part of the conversation, it's like the beaten potatoes. So I strip away all that and it's just really just straight up conversation. So I'm still going to do that, have the, the, the two parts, episode 29 and 30 but instead of putting them out a week apart I'm going to put them both out today because I think the conversation that Corn and I have I think it'd be great to listen to it in its entirety but if you are a podcast listener like myself sometimes if I see something is an hour long I'm just going to split up split it up listening to it anyway so I still wanted to put it put both the conversations out um but split those split them up so it won't seem like um such a huge thing to listen to also what i'm going to do is corn talked about it briefly uh, when he asked me to come and do videography and photography for this event that he does uh called barbers give back where he and a few other barbers in the city of cincinnati they go to a school and they give as many free haircuts as they can in that day to the boys in that school so i'm gonna upload the video that I that I created for that he asked me to do that two times so I'm, I'm gonna try to upload both the videos but I put them up on the YouTube channel for the balance room music podcast now there's not many subscribers on there just yet so if you go there make sure you subscribe um, but I'll, I'll put that up it was a really cool experience I produced the video I produced a, a, like a thought a song for the video was and just being there it was a great experience to see and to capture so if you get a chance check that out i'll put the link in the podcast description of this episode and if you're like where is the podcast description in this app that i'm listening to this episode on don't worry if you can't find it you can always go to thebalanceroom.com look up episode 29 and find all of those links and everything over there i'm going to close this episode out with a little bit more of the conversation that i have with corn the barber if you live in cincinnati or you're coming through and you are looking for a barber or even if you just would like to get in contact with corn his uh instagram is corn the barber c-o-r-n-d-a barber his website is corncuts.com c-o-r-n-c-u-t-t-z.com corncuts.com the theme song for the balance Your music podcast was produced by yours truly performed by ingrid wood in the Wood Tribe Orchestra. So until next episode, which is coming out today, right after this one, uh, this is your host, musician, and producer, Ingrid Wood. Take care, God bless, and stay balanced. How uh, did you get into the barber profession? To be honest with you, uh, everything I do in life that I've been good at, I do with my hands. I found out later on in life I'm an avocational person. And uh, I would just remember going to the barber shop looking like, I can do that, I can do that. I was living with my mom. I saved up enough money to buy these little cheap rinky-dink clippers. 
Um, and I came home so excited. Like, I got these clippers. I got these clippers. My sister, I was staying at home as my mom, my sister, and her first child, uh, my nephew, Chris. And uh, she woke him up out his sleep to let me cut on his head. And it was, he was my first victim. And it was, it was pretty bad. Over the years, I got better. I never stopped cutting hair. So that's, that's how I got started. What, what made you uh, decide to, I guess, start your own barbershop? Um, well, 2003, when I got my license, I worked with a good friend of mine who still owns a barbershop now, Nick. Um, and I learned a lot working at phase one and in every barbershop I've worked in, um, I've learned a lot, but his vision was real forward thinking as opposed to me opening my own. I'm like, man, I like working at Time Warner Cable. There's some good side money, you know, maybe a little bit longer down the line, I'll do it. And I, I never really took it seriously for a while until uh, I got fired from Time Warner for uh, a safety violation, non-rehire. They put me in a non-rehire status. I went full time for like two, three weeks, but I didn't go full time. Then I worked for another company, cable company. I went from being a tech to a supervisor in like six or seven months. Was a supervisor for three years. And guess who bought them again? Time Warner Cable. So I got fired by the same company. Thank you, Time Warner. I appreciate it. They gave me a severance check. And I, with that check, I paid bills and stuff. But we went to me and my wife and my best friend. One of my best friends, Mike, went to the Bronner Brothers show in Atlanta. That's when Corn the Barber really caught fire and got serious about being a barber full time. Talking to different barbers that were platform artists, having some of the same challenges that they had, and being in the room with like-minded barbers that love their craft but were finding ways to make more money that was a step i needed to improve my craft catch on fire um, stay in contact with them constantly keep your mind open to learn i think god put people in your life for a season and a reason and experiences for a season and a reason um, and i needed to go through those seasons to finally get to the point where I want my own shop. I really want my own shop. People say they want to do certain things, but they just talk. Talk is cheap. I mean, you can get a cell phone with unlimited talk for $30 now. So it's real cheap. But to put the action behind it, it was it was a step out on faith. So for me, those different experiences definitely finally pushed me to really want to open my own spot. This is Celia Andrews, and you are listening to the Balance Room Music Podcast.